0: Exploring the Bible Podcast is brought to you by okay encouraging this generation to discover the person, purpose, and power of prayer. Here's a very important question that I think we should all ask ourselves from time to time. Are we doing the right thing, and are we doing it for the right reason? Let's look into the Word of God as we explore the Bible. In the New Testament passage in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, where Jesus says, "...take heed that you do not your alms before men, to be seen of them, otherwise you have no reward of your Father in heaven." Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 and 6 goes on to say, And when you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of streets, that they may be seen of men. And Jesus continues, Truly I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your closet, And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly." In other words, do it, but do it for the right reason. Notice at the very start of this passage, Jesus says, take heed. You know, To me that means to be cautious, to be on guard, go out of your way to make certain that you are not doing the work of God for any other reason, but to be obedient to Him and for His glory. Whether it's giving, praying, or really any aspect of Christian living, God requires that you do it, but that you do it with a pure heart. So there's a question we must ask ourselves, is our heart pure? And as we take a look into the Old Testament, there's a passage in Second Chronicles chapter 25 that tells the story of King Amaziah. The Bible teaches that he began to reign when he was 25 years old. Verse 2 of chapter 25 tells us that he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Now that sounds good so far, doesn't it? However, the very next words we read are, but not with a perfect heart. The Bible talks about how he followed according to the written law of God in bringing judgment while avenging the death of his father, but his heart was not perfect toward God. What was really in the king's heart came to surface in Second 2 Chronicles 25.14 as the Bible says, Now it came to pass. After that Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites, that he brought the gods of the children of Seir and set them up to be his gods and bowed down himself before them and burned incense unto them. You know, in the New Testament, Jesus addressed a group of people who were not all unlike King Amaziah. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 5, Jesus said, Everything they do, they do it to be seen of men. In chapter 23, verse 25 of Matthew, Jesus says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but inside... They are full of extortion and excess. In verse 27, Jesus describes them as tombs or burial places, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. They knew the law. They observed all the religious requirements in the sight of men, but their hearts were not pure before God. They performed empty, vain lip service to the Lord, and when God did reveal himself through the person of Jesus Christ, they outright rejected the truth. Just like King Amaziah, what was truly in their hearts came to surface and was revealed as they chose to serve the false god of religion. You know, if they had sought God with a pure heart, when He came to them, they would have recognized Him as the only true God and rejoiced in Him. But instead, they rejected Him and set out to destroy the very work of the God they claimed to serve. They had a form of godliness, but, as 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 says, they denied the power thereof. You know, I believe the Church, and we as individuals, we need to examine our hearts. I think we should make it a priority and a matter of prayer to say, God, search my heart and search my motives. Am I doing what is right? And am I doing it for the right reason? You know, it's okay to ask ourselves some tough questions and take honest inventory of our hearts and our motives. Are we actually working for God, being fully obedient to His Word, or is our will overpowering the purpose of God in our life? It is essential to our walk with God that we realize doing right is not enough if we're not doing it for the right reason. Because motives matter. You know, so many times when we explore the Word of God, I love to go back to our example that we have in Christ. Our actions and our motives must be ruled by God's Word. Now Scripture teaches that we are to follow the example given to us by Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 2 verse 6 says, "He that says he abides in Jesus ought himself also to walk even as he walked." First Peter chapter 2 verse 21 says, "For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. And what is one example that we can learn and follow from the life and teachings of Jesus? The answer to that question is found in John chapter 8, verses 28 and 29. Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things, and He that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. Again in John chapter 9, verses 4 and 5, Jesus makes the point, I must work the works of Him that sent me, while it is day, because the night comes when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Another passage in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus says, Let our light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. In John 15, verse 8, Jesus says, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Now, the example given to us by Jesus is clear. Glorify God through a life of obedience to Him. Then you will bear much fruit, as John chapter 15 says. You know, God desires for us to walk in His Word so He can fulfill His purpose through our lives. Yet, It's God's purpose. We've got to keep that in mind. It's God's work. It's His power, His plan. And when all is said and done, it will be for His glory. You'll recall that we mentioned earlier the words of Jesus as He said, When you fast, give, or pray, don't do it to be seen of men, but rather do it to be seen of God. Because if you do it to be seen of men, you have your reward. But be certain it will cost you the blessings of God. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29, the Bible says, No flesh should glory in his presence. You know, when man desires to be praised and seen of men rather than of God, and they attempt to bring honor to their own flesh, it will cost them the glorious presence of God. It's not worth it. If you're going to live a life pleasing to God, His presence must be real and fresh in your life daily. The presence and anointing that only comes through humbly submitting yourself completely to the will of God. That's when our life will become a vessel that God can use to change people's lives and make a difference in this world for the Kingdom of God. We are called to walk as Jesus walked and let our lives be a vessel fit for the Master's use. Let me finish up with an Old Testament passage in 1st Chronicles chapter 28 verse 9. The Bible says, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father, and serve him with a perfect heart, with a willing mind. For the Lord searches the hearts and understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. I think of the words of John the Baptist in John chapter 3, verse 30. He said, speaking of Jesus, he must increase and and I must decrease. It's an honor to live a life that God can use to bring Him glory and to change the lives of hurting people who truly need a Savior. If we're going to live a life that touches the lives of others, a life that pleases God and brings hope and salvation to those we meet, we must purpose in our heart to do the right thing for the right reason.